Welcome to the Streaming Screaming Horror Movie Review Podcast right here with this guy, Stephen Lancaster, the place where you get a horrific dose of everything you need to know about that movie you just might want to see next. On this episode, I'm talking the new Predator movie, Prey. Was it all it was made out to be? The answer to that question, my personal feelings, minor spoilers, and trivia on this film coming right up. First off, where can you watch it? Where can you watch Prey? Prey is streaming for free on Hulu. So what's the story? What's the official story for Prey? Well, according to IMDB, the origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Naru, a skilled warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved Predators to land on Earth. Now let me stop you there. This isn't an origin story on the Predator. And this isn't the first Predator to land on Earth. I'm not quite sure who wrote this description on IMDb, but it's a little bit misleading. If you remember Alien vs. Predator, and according to Alien vs. Predator, they've been visiting Earth since the dawn of time. So the description for the movie Prey couldn't be more inaccurate. The only thing true about the description is the fact that the Comanche Native American tribe has to fight the Predator. That's the true part about the description. It sort of retcons Alien vs. Predator by having the Predator for Prey have less technological advanced weapons. When in Alien vs. Predator, they had high-tech weapons that were stored in the temple to be used any time during the hunt throughout history since the dawn of time. So that's just kind of a, a minor gripe. Um, because let's face it, you know, Prey is an awesome movie and what it lacks in continuity, it overcompensates for, uh, with an awesome story and even better fight sequences. And at the same time, it does make attempts to tie this film, uh, with the early Predator films. So that's kind of neat. One thing I will say right out the gate is it is awesome to see a film contain Predator in a, well, a more intimate, um, aggressive, kind of claustrophobic atmosphere in vain of the original Predator films. So uh, that was a breath of fresh air. One thing I will say as well is it's also cool to see how less advanced human beings have to battle it. You know, we're not talking about all these guns and machine guns and grenades and all this other stuff. We're talking bows and arrows and hatchets, which are a far cry from fully automatic weapons. So this film uh, really is a very brutal and realistic depiction of man against monster, which I found to be riveting. Uh, The film is exactly what the Predator franchise needed. And they weren't afraid to cleverly tie it to the future or past Predator movies, depending on how you look at it. It's a prequel in many ways to the original Predator, and uh, especially Predator 2, but, but I'll get to that here shortly. What I admired most about this film was the use of real Native Americans and offering two versions of the film. Uh, there's one you can watch in English, which I'm sure is the one most people did. I, that's the one I watched. 
and one in Comanche. So my wife, she's Native American, so Prey was a, it was a treat to say the least for us because you really don't see a lot of um, Native Americans um, being represented properly in film so so this was kind of cool it wasn't white dudes with a tan um, trying to be a native american so you had the likes of amber mid thunder dakota beavers julian black antelope and and many others join this authentic native american cast and it goes without saying that amber mid thunder who pays uh tribute to uh, to i guess the heroines um she plays naru and she is by far the standout in this movie over anything else i love horror flicks with an amazing heroine you know the alien franchise the resident evil franchise and of course many others come to mind but amber mid thunder nailed this performance you know there's this this gradual progression where you think she's kind of this meek uh dainty uh, just she's not a fighter is kind of the impression you get but she wants to be and she wants to prove that she's just as equal and uh, just as important as any of the male fighters in her tribe so it really kind of shows you the mentality in the 1700s and not not only in in um, native american tribes but just in just about every culture the female was viewed as um your motherly type the nurturer you know uh was never really viewed as the fighter and this this gave uh, the perfect opportunity for um not only a a great female to lead but to show that um she could become this amazing fighter so you know when you think predator movies you think lots of guns big explosions but it's the lack of all that that really makes this movie a truly awesome uh, survival flick. It has that that claustrophobic feel I was alluding to earlier. And I really liked how the Predator wasn't the only threat in the movie. I mean, you have nature and other territorial uh, apex predators, animals, that, that are also a threat. And, and I, I just can't put into words how incredibly amazing it was to see a predator take on a freaking grizzly bear man i mean yeah the cgi was kind of meh but still a predator took on a freaking grizzly bear man <laughs> but this is this is kind of where one of my gripes uh is going to surface and that is the many cringeworthy cgi moments in the film um, the Predator, is he's not CGI, and, and not much of what he does fight-wise is CGI. Um, it's the animals, the, the woodland creatures. The, the animals of this land are all done in CGI. And, you know, animals are hard to do when it comes to CGI, unless you just have this blown-out-of-proportion budget, um, especially when they have to interact um, with real-life actors. But this movie is so damn good that I could see past the CGI, the cringy CGI moments. Um, and when I say there's some really wicked fight sequences, there are some really wicked fight sequences. Um, especially with Naru and her hatchet yo-yo, as I call it. Um, she has this cool hatchet 
that she can throw and have it return to her. And that makes for some, some really cool, sharp, sleek fight sequences. Um, it's like, it's like John Wick stopped by to personally train Naru. If that gives you any kind of indication of what you're going to see in this movie. And it was fun to follow along with Naru and the rest of the Comanche journey and learning about the predator, how it fights its weaknesses. And of course they, they turn that all into something spiritual you know, something that, that they believe in, um, which is kind of neat. It's a different take on the Predator. Um, like I said earlier, there's many callbacks to the 1980s Predator film, one of which stands right out. And I even chuckled out loud when it happened, and that is when Nauru discovers um, the Predator can't see you when you're covered in mud. And uh, it's almost a near-perfect recreation of when Dutch from the 1987 predator uh did the same thing was covered in mud was leaning against the all the tree branches and stuff amber midthudder's character naru does the same exact thing so it's a cool callback um with that being said the the cinematography is, is absolutely breathtaking and watching this movie on a big screen you have to do that i wish i could have seen it in a theater um i have a 70 inch big screen so i'm not going to complain but I really felt lost in the movie because of having such a big screen. I really felt like I was there. Um, and that, that says a lot. And it was also cool to see the predator. Um, like I said, said earlier, killing other animals, but he's gathering up more than just human skulls. We get to see him take down these, these other animals, animals that are, um, predators to us. And, uh, he collects their skulls just as much as he collects, um, the human skulls and, and that creates some some real dread inducing uh, sequences and it does have massive impact it's it's done to perfection and, and aside from amber mid thunder being the breakout in this uh, the newer more primitive version of predator is definitely a great addition to the species it has a more animalistic approach this go round, and i like that because this really is a very stripped down animalistic survival movie and um well let's get to the most uh the biggest probably the biggest most talked about moment in the film is the appearance of the 1715 flintlock pistol and if that doesn't ring a bell to any of you, then you need to go out and watch Predator 2. If you're new to the Predator mythos and the Predator films, um, you're going to have no idea uh, the importance of the flintlock pistol. But it's the same one that an elder Predator gives Lieutenant Mike Harrigan at the end of Predator 2 as kind of a uh, peace offering or, or just kind of say, hey, I respect you. You took down one of my, my best fighters. And that's one of the things I, I like about the Predators. They have this honor to them. So this pistol was given um, to Danny Glover's character in Predator 2, but we get to see where it came from in Prey. So the origin of the pistol derives from a French soldier in Prey, and it eventually finds its way into the hands of Nauru, who has never used a gun before, but she gets to in, in this film. Although we don't get to see how the Predators obtained it back from Nauru and the Comanches for it to appear in Predator 2, we at least get to see where it came from, and it leaves that door open. So that's kind of neat. 
Um, with that being said, I'm not going to give too much more away, but the story continues through the credits using real Native American art to explain what happened after what you think is the end of the film. So this isn't your traditional end credits scene or mid credits scene. Um, it's different. It's original. They're using actual paintings by Native Americans to continue the story, and we learn that the Predators come back after the Comanches. So I'll just leave it at there, but just pay attention during the end credits because the story is actually continuing. And, uh, you know, clearly it's not much of a spoiler. It's more of an assumption, but Nauru does defeat the Predator in the end. Um, that's kind of the idea with these films, a human being going up against all odds and and going against this just incredible, unbeatable fighter to ultimately win. And that really lends to the underlying story of Nauru because um, she's out to prove to herself and to her tribe that she is an elite fighter and she can keep up with the men and she is just as worthy as the men are in her tribe of being recognized as a fighter but like i said other than some embarrassing cgi and and i could just be nitpicking it it might not have bothered you guys um but the film is everything you could ever want in a reboot of the predator or a continuation however we're looking at this film prey um if you get the chance definitely do yourself the favor and see this film even if it's your first dive into the predator universe it's honestly probably the best place to start I don't see that really getting much of an argument because now it's it's kind of like what Star Wars did with going back and doing the prequel films. You know, now you can kind of watch it in order. Um, I would advise if you've never watched a Predator film, start with Prey and then pick up it in 1987 with Predator and then Predator 2 and so on and so forth. Um, but now it's it's one of my favorite times and that is to give you some trivia on the movie Prey because everybody loves movie trivia so Nauru says during the movie with excitement do it and do it now (laughs) which is taken verbatim to Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dutch character from the original 1987 Predator you know at first I kind of thought it was cheesy but I don't know it's kind of cool this Predator film Prey is the highest rated Predator film of any movie in the entire franchise and that is a bold statement um it is also the highest viewed premiere of any tv show or movie ever that went to to streaming um the character taibei or taby i can't remember how to say his name but he's played by dakota beavers um he, he he's talking about how to kill the predator and he says that infamous line If it bleeds, we can kill it, which I think everybody who's a fan of Predator knows that line. And that, of course, is paying tribute to the original Predator film, Um, again, spoken by Dutch Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. Now, this last little piece of trivia I thought was really cool. The the dog used in the film uh, was actually a rescue dog. The dog had never filmed before, never been in television, a movie or anything like that. And the director wanted to use a uh, rescue dog which i thought was really awesome and you would never know it when you watch the film that this dog didn't have any prior experience in front of a camera um, because he or she does really well Um, the dog's real name is coco 
the Carolina dog. And that just tickles me to death that this dog was um, rescued and picked up actually not too far from where I am sitting right now. So that's pretty cool. Because I'm a huge dog lover. I've got seven of them myself. So, Anyways, you know, you can imagine during the whole movie, I'm like, don't kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. I know we, we've all been there. But anyways, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Streaming Screaming Horror Movie Review Podcast. I'm Stephen Lancaster. Please stay tuned. More Streaming Screaming will be coming your way very soon. <laughs>